Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about why your first 100K is the hardest. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of MasterMoney.co, and today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be talking about why your first 100K is the hardest. And we're going to go through the math that explains why your first 100K is the hardest. If you have any questions, hit me up on TikTok or Instagram at MasterMoneyCo and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you love listening to this podcast too. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube as well at Master Money on YouTube. Now, we have launched the Master Money newsletter. We are so excited to share that with you guys. So make sure you are subscribed to that because we want to make it as simple as possible for you to learn how to manage your money. So five minutes or less is what it's going to take to read that bad boy. We're going to be talking about current events. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. But in addition, I'm going to give you some deep dive secrets on how to manage your money and how to manage your personal finances. So make sure that you are subscribed to that Master money newsletter. Now, today, we're going to be talking about why your first 100K is the hardest. You've heard me talk about you need to get to your first 100K as fast as you possibly can. And the reason for that is because you want money to start compounding. And it's really difficult, and we're going to talk about why it's really difficult to make your money compound if you don't have your first 100K. 
Now, what do I mean by first 100K? A lot of people have asked this question. Our very first episode was talking about how I got my first 100K. So make sure you check it out. It's episode one, I believe. And fun-filled side note, on my first podcast episode, I thought you had to nail it perfectly every single time. So I recorded that first podcast episode 40 times before I actually released it. What a waste of time. Anyways, so what do I mean by your first 100K? Does it have to be in one account? Can it be spread across all accounts? It can be spread across all accounts. If you want simplicity, if you don't have your first 100K yet, it's a lot easier to keep it in one account. But understanding if you're trying to accelerate your path to wealth, so you're maxing out a Roth IRA and maybe you have a brokerage account or a 401K, it's fine being spread across a couple accounts. What I mean, though, by your first 100K is your first 100K invested. It's your dollars that are invested into the market because money is not going to grow if it's not invested. Now, do you need an emergency fund ahead of time before you start investing? I would build up that emergency fund, making sure you get your 401k match, then start building up that emergency fund over time. So making sure that you have that in place first. And if you don't know the order to stack up your money, make sure you listen to the episode about the stairway to wealth. It's called the stairway to wealth 2.0. So in this episode today, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to talk about how compound interest works. I'm going to talk about the math that explains why your first 100K is the hardest. I'm going to give you examples of why your first 100K is the hardest. And then in addition, I'm going to talk about how to increase the speed to get to your first 100K. And as a bonus at the end, we're going to talk about secrets to understanding wealth. Because if you're trying to get your first 100K, you're a few years into it, maybe five, six, seven years into it, or you're just getting started. So you want to get to your first 100K as fast as you possibly can. So I'm going to give you a couple of secrets on understanding how wealth is built at the end here. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about is compound interest. And compound interest is by far the most amazing thing in the world. But we still get a lot of questions on how does compound interest actually work? So I want to talk about it shortly here just to make you understand how it works, and then we're going to jump into some deeper dives as we go through this. So the way to understand compound interest, because a lot of people ask me questions on how does your money actually compound? So I'm going to make it as simple as you possibly can. So say you invest $1,000, and that $1,000 gets a 10% interest rate that compounds annually. Well, 10% of $1,000 is what? $100. So at the end of that first year, a 10% interest rate, that's an annual interest rate, means that you're going to make $100 off every $1,000 that you have invested. So after the first year, your $1,000, if you invest that with a 10% rate of return, is going to be $1,100. So it's going to be $1,000 that you invested plus $100 that you made in interest. But here's the amazing thing about compound interest, because if you leave that money invested and you continue to invest that money, what is going to happen here? is that your $1,100 is going to compound now instead of just your original 1000 That's how compound interest works. So at the end of the second year, instead of making $100, you'd make an additional $110. So you'd have $1,210 because compound interest is compounding at 10% annually. And over time, what's going to happen here is that this money is going to start growing faster and faster and faster because every single year that it compounds, the faster it can accelerate over time. So by the end of the 10th year, for example, you'd have 2,594, more than double what your initial savings was. So in 10 years, you can more than double your initial savings. We're going to talk about in this episode here in a second how you can do that math really quickly to figure out how fast does my money double. And so that's the cool thing about this. Now, you can imagine that's just with $1,000. You can imagine as you start to contribute every single month, maybe you contribute $100 a month or $200 a month or an additional $1,000 every month, how fast this can start to accelerate. Because what money does is it snowballs over time. 
And so what you want to do is get as many dollars as possible working for you because the faster that you can do that, the faster you don't have to work anymore. The more dollars that are working for you means that you're spending less time working. And that's the amazing power of investing your dollars. So let's figure out how do we calculate compound interest returns quickly? Well, enter the rule of 72. And you may have remembered the rule of 72 when Brian Feraldi was on this podcast. We talked about it briefly on that episode as well, because the rule of 72 is a very simple concept. And I want you to remember this because the rule of 72 tells you how fast you can double your investment in value based on your interest rate. So what we're going to do here is you can look at the rule of 72 and say, how long will it take me to double my money? And you can do it by years or you can do it by rate of return. So The first way to do it is you can divide 72 by the expected rate of return. So for example, if you get a 10% rate of return and we keep our 10% rate of return example, it would take you 7.2 years to figure out that you would double your money in 7.2 years. So with that 10% rate of return, that's a number that's very easy to calculate in your head, 7.2. And you can say to yourself, okay, if I get a 10% rate of return and I'm investing $1,000, that $1,000 will turn into $2,000 in 7.2 years. This is a very simple calculation that you should be utilizing when you're trying to figure out your investment returns just to have a rough number of where you could be. Now, the best way to calculate your investment returns is use a compound interest calculator or use an investment calculator. We've developed our own that's going to be releasing when our website releases, which should be just in the next couple of weeks here. So we're really excited to share that with you. But in addition, there are some other great ones out there as well. You can Google investment calculator and be able to utilize those as well. That's the fastest way to do it as well. So what we're going to do is I'm going to dive into why your first 100K is the hardest, and then after you get your first 100K, why you can ease on the gas a little bit. So let's jump into that next. All right, so it is so important to get to your first 100K, and here's why. Because after your first 100K, compound interest begins to work for you. But why is it so hard to get to your first 100K? So let's break it down. The reason why we all love investing and the reason why I talk about investing so much is you want to get your money to start working for you. But the issue is getting from zero to 100K, the majority of your growth when you're within that range comes from your savings rate, which is the hardest way to build wealth is with your savings rate. You can think of it this way. If you just put $1,000 a month into a savings account, it's going to take you a very long time. It's going to take you 100 months to be able to save $100 thousand dollars. You want to reduce that as much as you possibly can. Your savings rate is by far the hardest way to build wealth. And to show this as an example of how hard it truly is, here's an example of different investment returns with your savings rate when you're trying to save your first 100k. So if you earn a 1% annual investment return, you need to save $20,000 per year to reach 100k in 5 years. And if you earn a 12% annual investment return, you still need to save at least $15,000 per year to reach 100K in five years or less. Now, you can see how amazing the differential is. It's a $5,000 difference with a 11% rate of return differential there. That is how hard it is to save your first 100K. No matter what your investment returns are, it's still going to have to be powered by your savings rate. And this is what is so important to understand because what a lot of people do is when they start investing, they think, my money's not moving fast enough. And this is a difficult thing for new investors because you think nothing's really happening. What's the point of making all of these sacrifices if I'm not truly building wealth? This is the psychology that you have to get past because understanding this math, and this is the entire purpose of this episode, I do not want you to get discouraged when you first start investing. 
specifically if you start investing and the market goes down. You need to stay the course over time. The reason why is it's very difficult for your first five, six, seven, ten years, depending on how long it takes you to get to that first 100K. Now, does something magical happen after you hit your first 100K? No, but what's happening there is you're getting to a point where it's really going to start accelerating. And what I want you to do is not get discouraged as you start investing your dollars and seeing a 1% and a 12% interest rate means you're almost saving close to the same amount every single year. Now, sure, $5,000 per year is a big difference. But in terms of the grand scheme of things, when you're investing that much money, it's not that much money when you're working that hard to get to the same result within five years. So understanding this, there's no way to get around it. It doesn't matter what your return is. There is no way to get around the slog and the grind that is your first 100K. This is why your boy always talks about increasing your income because your income is what's going to catapult your savings rate and it's what is going to accelerate the path to your savings rate. So when you're in your 20s, I want you to just focus on increasing that income. That is what is going to make the biggest difference over all of anything else. Focusing on what the optimal investments are and focusing on how to buy individual stocks and focusing on if you should buy crypto or anything else, it doesn't matter because you got to save those big bankrolls, my friends. You have to save that cash so that you can get to that first 100K. It doesn't matter what your rate of return is. Unless you have something that's a 10,000% rate of return, it's not going to make a difference for you. When you are doing normal investments like everybody else in this world is, there's no magic bullet that's going to get you to your first 100K faster. If it happens, you got extremely lucky and you're doing speculative investing. Otherwise, good, sound investments that have been historically proven all have consistent returns over time. So you got to make sure you heed the advice that you're listening to, specifically on places like TikTok or YouTube or wherever else. There's a lot of bad advice out there. And understanding the math behind this makes you realize I'm not behind. These people are lying to me. And there's a lot of things that are going on right now, but you got to understand the math of your first 100K. That's the entire purpose of this episode. Because too many people early on get discouraged as they're investing your dollars. You don't have to get discouraged. What you have to do is understand this math, maintain the course, because I'm going to show you how fast this can accelerate once you get to 100, 200, 300K. And in a million, you're going to see this path truly accelerate. Think about this for a second. Once you have your first million dollars invested, it's going to be making out a 10% rate of return, 100K per year. And it's going to compound over time like that. So this is where it starts to accelerate and you can get the 2 million way faster than it took you to get to your first 100K just by compound interest working its magic. So that is why when you're young, I want you to be as frugal as possible, but I also want you to be able to increase your income over time. What does that do? You increase your income, you reduce your expenses, and it creates a gap. And that gap means that that's more money that you can save and invest towards your first 100K so you can hit that number. Now, what do I mean by frugal? Because we haven't really dove deep into frugality on this podcast because I don't really want you focusing on the small things, the $3 problems. I want you to focus on the $30,000 problems. But I do think early on, if you don't have a lot of responsibility and you don't have a lot of things going on, maybe you're single or maybe you're dating or maybe you just got married. If you're young, being frugal is truly beneficial, especially if you're not making a lot of money because you can save more of those dollars and those dollars are so much more valuable over time if you can save and invest those dollars. Now, frugal is not cheap. And this is what I want to explain to you in this episode. Frugal and cheap are two very different things. When I first started getting my finances together, I was frugal. I was very frugal. Now, I'm like the opposite of frugal. The reason is I started off frugal so I could get to a point where I could coast if I wanted to. And I knew the math behind it, and that's why I did it this way. But frugal means that you're focusing on the long-term 
consequences of your financial decisions. If you spend all of your money or you go into debt in your 20s, you're causing yourself financial harm and it's going to really hurt you over time because every dollar you invest is so valuable in your 20s and 30s. You want to make sure that you are doing that. You avoid being wasteful when you're frugal, meaning that you're not just wasting money on things that you don't care about. You're spending money on things that bring you value and cutting out the things that don't bring you value. So you're conscious of the impact of every single dollar that you spend. Let me give you a great way to think about this. If you're spending your money, and let's say you want to buy a $100 shirt, and you make $20 an hour, for example. If you make $20 an hour, and you buy a $100 shirt, that took you five hours to earn that shirt. Is that shirt worth five hours in the cubicle that you have to work every single day to be able to afford that shirt? That's the question you got to ask yourself. And that's what I would ask myself all the time early on starting off. Is this worth this amount? If it's not, then you got to move on to the next thing and say, hey, this is not worth my time. This trade-off is not worth it. I need to move on so I can take these dollars and allow them to work for me for the rest of my life. Because that's what you're doing. Every dollar you invest, you're allowing that to work for you and spit off more cash for the rest of your life. That's the trade-off that you're making here. So you have a shirt that you like, or you can trade that $100 off so we can earn $10 every single year for you for the rest of your life. That's what you got to think through when you do it. Now, the key here is what I just talked about. You have to spend your money on things that you value. If there are certain things that you value, I want you to spend as much as you possibly can on those things you value and then cut out everything else that you don't value. If you're making random Amazon purchases all day long and you don't even like the stuff that's coming in those boxes, you just like to shop on Amazon, I'm talking to myself here, that means that you need to cut out those random purchases and you need to spend those dollars on things that bring you value. This is where money is spent and money is earned and money is utilized and utility is made to make you happy. And no, money does not bring happiness. I'm going to explain that right now, but it can increase your happiness because it brings a sense of security. It reduces your anxiety. It reduces your stress. All of these other things. You got to figure out the optimal way to utilize your money. And that's what frugality is all about. It's thinking through your purchasing decisions and then use the extra cash and you save it and invest it. That is how it works. That's why you got to be frugal as young as possible. And if you're just getting into your finances, you're 40 or 50, it's never too late. Listen to me. It is never too late to start investing your dollars. But you got to do it now. You got to make these decisions now so that you can get those dollars working for you. Now, Warren Buffett's business partner, his name is Charlie Munger. And Charlie Munger has a book called Poor Charlie's Almanac. It is not a cheap book. I think it's like a hundred plus dollars to buy. I have a copy at my house. And in that book, he talks about getting your first hundred K. And he says that the first hundred K is by far the hardest amount of money he's ever made. He's a multi-billionaire. And he said this, and I'm going to quote it verbatim. I don't care what you have to do. If it means walking everywhere and not eating anything that wasn't purchased with a coupon, find a way to get your hands on $100,000. After that, you can ease off the gas a little bit. This is one of the greatest investors of all time, and he may be the greatest investor of all time tied with Warren Buffett. So understanding that your first 100,000 is that important. Charlie Munger, the greatest investor of all time, is saying how important it truly is. You got to get to that first 100,000 so that you can get your dollars working for you. So let me show you some examples of why your first 100K is a grind. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own 
own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash PFP for your extended 30-day free trial. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed, because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to Indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. All right, so the first example we're going to talk about here is here's how long it would take to get your first 100K investing $5,000 per year. So what we're going to do is we're going to take $5,000 per year or $416 per month and give it an 8% rate of return. Now, you know I always say this. If you follow me on TikTok or wherever else, I always say this. The market has returned 10%, over 10% to investors. 
I'm adjusting this down to 8% because I think it's better for a lot of people to be conservative when you're running these numbers. But I like to show the math at 10%. The reason why is because it helps motivate people to get to that point. But in addition, the market has historically returned 10%. Sure, you can adjust it down for inflation. But what I like to do is I like to adjust those numbers based on the inflation rate every single year. And your contribution goes up by the inflation rate. That way you keep your same buying power. little hack for you. Here's what's going to happen. If you invest $5,000 per year or $416 per month with an 8% rate of return, it would take you 12 years to get to your first 100K. But here's the amazing thing about this is 59% of that first 100K in this scenario would be your savings rate and 41% would be interest. Now, what you're going to see is the longer it takes you to get there, the less your savings rate is, but you don't want it to take longer because it's going to take you forever to compound over time. Now, once you got at this same exact pace, once you got to your first million, this completely flips. So remember, your first 100K is 59% savings rate, 41% interest. When you got to your first million, it'd be 82% interest and 18% would be your savings rate. That's the massive flip that happens once your money starts to compound. But you can see here, the majority is your savings rate and then it flips to the significant minority being your savings rate once you get to your first million. Here's a second example. Let's say you invested $10,000 per year or $833 per month with an 8% rate of return. It would take you 7.5 years to get to your first 100K. So you double it up and it would take you seven and a half years to get to your first 100K. And 73% of that would be your savings rate and 27% of it would be interest. And the crazy thing is once you hit your first million, it's exactly flipped. So once you hit your first million, 73% would be interest and 23% would be savings rate. It's completely flipped when you get your first million because compound interest starts to accelerate and it starts to make that much faster. Example three, let's do it with a Roth IRA and you maxed out your Roth IRA every single year. A lot of people that listen to this podcast max out their Roth IRA. You know we love the Roth IRA here, especially if you're not a super high earner because you can get those dollars to grow tax-free and the growth is the majority. Let me show you the growth here. So if you invested $6,000 a year, $116 per week, it would take you 10.1 years to hit your first 100K. So that's how much you would have to invest to max out your Roth IRA. If you're maxing out your Roth IRA and you're getting a 10% rate of return, this is great for you to know if you're maxing out your Roth, it would take you 10.1 years to hit your first 100K. 57% of that would be your savings rate and 43% would be compound interest. And after 30 years, you'd have $1.1 million to use tax-free, all from $116 a week. I would take that any day of the week. And of that $1.1 million, over $800,000 of that is tax-free growth. It's the growth of your money over time. Here's the fourth example. Let's say, for example, that you invested $15,000 a year. You're investing more than $1,000 per month or $1,250 a month to be exact. It would take you 5.2 years to get your first 100K. 74% of that would be your savings rate and 26% of that would be interest. And in 21 years, if you invested $15,000 a year, you'd be a millionaire at one point five, six million dollars. And it would flip. 70% would be from your interest and 30% would be from savings. So your first five years, your savings rate's powering it. After your first five years, you're getting closer and closer to being able to allow compound interest. You're getting closer and closer to being able to allow compound interest to start working for you. So this is the amazing power of this. Now, like I said, the most important thing to get your first 100K is making sure you're increasing your income. You do that by negotiating your salary at your job, getting a better job that pays more. You can do that by doing side hustles. We have a bunch of episodes talking about that. But making sure that you get your first 100K invested is incredibly powerful. Now, what I want to do is talk about some of the secrets to understanding wealth. And this is some of the wealth psychology that you need to understand, especially if you're new to trying to save up your first 100K so that you don't get discouraged over time. 
So lastly, I'm going to give you a couple of things that you need to think through so that when you grow your wealth, I want you to understand human behavior and psychology because this is a lot of hurdles that people have to go through. And understanding human behavior and psychology is one of the biggest things to understand when you build wealth. We have a couple of episodes on it. We're going to have more coming up because it's so incredibly powerful. But I just want you to understand these four things as you're new to investing your dollars. The first one is most people don't care about your failures. So a lot of people are scared to start a business on the side. They're scared to ask for a promotion, which is the biggest one that I want to talk about here. They're scared to ask for new clients. They're scared to raise their rates. They're scared to do all these things because they're scared to fail. But guess what? Nobody actually cares about your failures because everybody is so involved in themselves. And so understanding this and trying to figure out how you can earn more dollars by negotiating your salary, by going to your boss and saying, hey, what can I do to increase the amount that I'm making every single year? I will do whatever you take. We have meetings every couple of months. We figure out, am I on track to make more money so that we can do this? And you want to communicate with your boss all the time about this kind of stuff. You want them to know that you want that promotion all the time. You want to be in their ear telling them, I want to make more money. How can I help you? How can I benefit this company so that I can earn more dollars? It's not going to just magically happen. They're going to hand it to you. You know what they're going to hand you? A 3% raise. And what happens when you get a 3% raise with an inflation rate like now? You just gave yourself a demotion because you're making less money because of the inflation rate if you get a 3% raise. So making sure you understand how to do this is so incredibly powerful. The second thing, most people don't care about your lifestyle. Think about it this way, and this is one thing that it took me a little while to figure this out. Say, for example, you see somebody in a really cool car. Do you think that person is really cool, or do you think about how cool it would be if you were in that car? You don't care about the person in the car. You care about how cool it would be if you were driving that car. And the same thing happens where you should not be buying luxury vehicles and things like that unless you really value them and it makes you super happy. But you should not be buying luxury vehicles when you're trying to get to your first 100K. Nobody cares. Everybody cares about themselves. Nobody cares about what you look like within those luxury vehicles. The next one, humans adapt really quickly. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that, whatever lifestyle you choose, if you choose to be frugal like we just talked about or you choose to have a lavish lifestyle, humans adapt quickly to either direction. So if you're frugal, you're going to get used to it and you're going to be able to live that lifestyle for a longer period of time. If you start with a lavish lifestyle and start spending all of your money, everything that you make, and you don't know how to reduce that lifestyle, you're going to adapt to it pretty quickly. Both are going to feel normal. You just have to pick which direction you want to go. And the last thing I just want to point out, especially if you're new to investing, it is nearly impossible to time the market and outperform the market. We've talked about this stat a million times in this podcast. 90% of professional investors do not outperform the market. And of the 10% that do, they are not the same year in and year out. And so if a professional investor cannot outperform the market, don't try to outperform the market either. So what do we like to invest in? We like to invest in dividend stocks, real estate. And number one, my favorite is low cost index funds and ETFs, which is why we've released Index Fund Pro, which is coming out very soon here. And when Index Fund Pro releases, we're going to release it to our email list first. And it's going to be our flagship course to teach you how to invest. We're going to go through every single step on how to invest. So I'm really excited to share this with you guys because we're going to take you step by step on how to invest. But in addition, with Index Fund Pro, let's say, for example, you're just starting out, you're just barely making ends meet. We're also going to have an investing for beginners course that's going to be completely free. It's going to be an hour long you're gonna be able to take it and figure out, hey, how do I buy my first stock or investment? Or how do I buy my first ETF or index fund? So that's gonna be coming out very shortly as well before Index Fund Pro comes out. So I'm really excited to share that with you guys so that you can understand all this stuff and understand how this works. So it's a quick webinar that we have. So we're really, really excited for this. Can't wait to share it all with you guys. 
And our main focus is to teach as many people as possible how to build wealth. And that's how we're going to be doing it. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I truly appreciate it. I hope this helps you not get discouraged on how long it's taking you to invest your dollars. If you have any questions, as always, please reach out to me. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast player you are listening to because it really, truly does help. I can't thank you guys enough for doing that. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you on the next episode. Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money. But everything in life, from travel to starting a business, is expensive. Which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel, all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.